Hey guys, we hope you're having a great day. Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie. And whether you're driving in the car, listening to this, doing yard work, listening to this, doing housework, doing this, whatever you're doing and you're listening to us, we hope you're having a great day. Um, so today on the podcast, we want to talk about something that um, that I think hits every every marriage. Yeah. And especially yeah. if you're a parent. You have a really good example for this, right? So <laughs> yeah. let's uh, let's kind of let's kind of set the stage, venting about our kids because we yeah. love to do that on the yeah, podcast. That's yeah. kind of what we do. We don't have friends. Y'all are our friends. We yeah, get to vent yeah, yeah. to. Well, right? I think we've got two pet peeves, two phrases that really set us off. Mm. One, I think all do do all yeah. households have these ritualistic ritualistic phrases. I'm sure that word was very hard to get out. Yep. Uh, yes, we probably. have. Them. But there are like two phrases that really kind of set us off. One is, I'm bored. Oh. Um, because you say you're bored. <laughs> what typically happens when your kid uh, says they're bored? You find something for them to do. You load them up with work. And they don't really like it. No, 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 no. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Yeah. So I'm bored, really, because I'm like, we're working our tails off. I'm sure there's something you could do, you could find to do to help, you know. So, and then the other one kind of goes along with that. And, you know, if we're working or whatever, and, you know, you, I just kind of made myself an example there because I was like, it's not fair that you're sitting around and uh, <laughs> doing nothing. But that's the other thing that really kind of sets us off if, to, to see, not just hear our kids say these words, but to, to live out these words, it's not fair. Oh. It's like. It's not fair that they have to, that they're getting to do that and I'm not getting to do that. Or, oh, it's not fair that I have to do this and they don't, then they get off the hook and don't have to do this work. Yep. And those two it, things really. Why does that, it's not fair, why does that get off so much with us? Well, a couple of reasons. I think what's not, if they really want to start looking at what's not fair, it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> they do not want us to bring out the whiteboard. No, they and don't. List what everybody in the family does. Yeah, and I think that's why it drives us crazy. That that's part of it is that really it's not fair that you have to do this one chore when we've just spent three days doing this don't chore. Don't you just want to say to him, "You bring nothing to the table." <laughs> You literally bring nothing to the table. I know that's terrible. You no, can't say that to no. a kid. They'll go to counseling for that one day. But it's well, like, we don't say it. But but yes, you do want to say it. You you bring nothing. I mean, other than I love you, mm -hmm. and you know I love the hugs and the and all that. But you're 12 and 14. You bring no income in. Nope. You unless I tell you, you don't help out around mm -hmm. here. You're a consumer. Exactly. That's my event. That's okay. my rant. Okay, there you go. There you go. You feel better now? Man, I do. It was cathartic. Awesome. It awesome. felt so good. So there's that side of it. But there's also just this heart of we, we really want to model. And I feel like for the most part, you and I do a good job with this as far as in our relationship. I think we're preparing our kids for marriage, you know, because they're... That's, that's the whole of it. purpose of what we're doing is to prepare them 
to be for in a marriage relationship. and for have a job and for life and to be yeah. a good productive human. Yes. And so it really bothers us when there's this heart of I want to do the least amount I possibly can and get the most I possibly can. Yeah. And that uh, here's hurts our heart. We have great kids. We do. We do. <laughs> we we do. It's every do. every kid does every this. parents, right? They're kids and that's the reason God Gives kids parents because they don't come out no. perfect. And we were the same way. I'm, yep. I can look back now and I see, I mean, I remember why my parents mm-hmm. did certain things and said certain things. I didn't until now. Mm-hmm. And I do. So, but we all have to vent, yeah. right? But it does set up a very good podcast today that I think mm-hmm. is applicable to the marriage relationship it's one thing when your kids say it's not fair. They're kids. They're supposed to say yeah. that. They're going to say that, right? We get a chance to help to, shape to that. help shape that and uh, and work their little tails into <laughs> work their little tails <laughs> off. One day, one day we had it. I mean, you remember we were? Uh, excuse me, I got a cough. Okay, so we were we were frustrated. They're like. We don't want to do it. Blah, blah. And we're this like, okay. Bad, like two years ago. So the porch needed pressure washing. Oh, yeah. And wiping down. It was down. The sp- at the end of spring and it needed mm-hmm. pressure washing, wiping down. And um, and I was so sick and tired of us working our butts off and then wanting to sit in and watch TV uh-huh. and us going in. What are you doing? So, um, so I have a bug on me? No, it was a spider. Oh, I got it. Great. Oh, well, spiders, bugs? I don't know. Okay. So, um, so anyway, we made them pressure wash. <laughs> Scrub down the front porch, take all the furniture off, yep. scrub it down with the brushes, get out. I mean, it's a couple hour job. Yep. And uh, longer than that for them because they don't work as fast. And it's the, the porch is looking into the living room. It is. And so we made sure that the living room curtains were open and we were sitting on the couch watching a movie While and they laughing and having a great time. And they looked in and they were. They were so hacked off. They were so mad. We sat down while they worked. You know, my friend the other day um, told me that's one of her favorite stories. Of, <laughs> one of her all-time favorite parenting stories. <laughs> they, I mean, they were so upset because they had to work and we didn't. I'm like, that's every day for us. I know. I know. Every day I look in and you're doing it, you know. Yeah. So unless I tell you to work, you don't okay. pitch in. Okay. Okay. Vent over. Let's turn towards marriage. Yes. Yes. It's obvious with kids. That's going to be that. They're kids. But what about in marriage? Is mm-hmm. everything fair? No. Well, things are not ever going to be 100% fair in any relation. I mean, what is fair? I mean, let's talk about that. What is fair anyway? Fair is is us dying and going to hell. If you really want to get to the well, to the nth of it, that's sure, fair. Sure. Outside of that, yeah, n- nothing in the world is fair. Yeah. But in marriage, what I'm saying when I say it's not fair is I'm basically saying either you did more than I did and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's I don't like that you that I did more and you got away with doing less mm-hmm. or I want that because you got something and I didn't get it. You mm-hmm. got good that I wanted and I didn't get good. It's covetous. It is. It's wanting something you have or wanting mm-hmm. to do less of what what mm-hmm. I've done. So that a lot of times results in keeping score, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It's like, well... I unloaded the dishwasher like six times this week and you didn't do it at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, 
that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Or you ate the rest of the ice cream and <laughs> I wanted it. And that's that's not fair. really not fair. <laughs> and it is. It's that, okay, I all of a sudden have started keeping score knowing how little you're doing and how much I'm doing or how much you're getting and how little I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And I'm paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. Is that the way we should live our lives? Mm. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And we'll come back and we'll talk about that. So maybe you're at that point in your marriage where you're finding yourself keeping score and you just have not been in a good place for a long, long time. Well, here at the Marriage Adventure, we have something that might could help. It's called our Reset Intensive. What is a reset? You know what a reset is. You're just, you're done. You need a reset. You need a refresh. You need a You need a debrief over something hard and maybe you guys have had years of disconnection and you just find that you're not at a good place and you haven't been for quite some time. Well, go to themarriageadventure.com and go to our intensives link there. There you'll find the reset intensive. It's typically a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We could put it on a weekend if you need to. And it includes, it's all inclusive. It includes all meals, it includes lodging and about 18 hours worth of marriage counseling. And so if you and your spouse or some friends of yours, someone you know, needs a reset in their marriage, this may be a great option for them. So today we're talking about that phrase that gets under our skin with with our kids, but can really translate into marriage. And it's that phrase of saying, it's not fair. Mm. And looking at our lives and saying, you know, it's just not fair that this is happening, that you're getting to do this and I'm not. And it's the whole thing, the idea of keeping score. And Mm -hmm. um, well, well, let's um, God's word, you know, it doesn't, there's several, there's, there's some really good passages for marriages, right? We know mm -hmm. in Ephesians, we talk about that a lot. Ephesians five, we talk about the garden of Eden where God Mm -hmm. uh, first invented the concept and there's some, some others sprinkled throughout, but God's word really doesn't give, much advice specifically for marriage like there's not one book in the bible uh that is the marriage book like you have proverbs is the is the you know the wisdom wisdom, book and different things like that but it however it does tell us how we should live our lives Mm -hmm. and uh if we're doing that then uh that's it helps our marriage you're gonna have a great marriage if you're living in that way so if you want a, a a you know, scripture, biblical advice on how to live, how to have a great marriage, live in this way. So I want us to look at what God's word says about how we should live our lives, specifically Luke 9, 23 through 27. Now I'm going to say, if you can, uh, if you can live out this verse, maybe live is not the correct one. Once I start (laughs) reading it, it's actually dying. Uh, Then man, your marriage, especially if both partners Mm -hmm. and both spouses can do this. So Luke 9, 23 through 27 says, and he said to all, this is Jesus, if anyone would come after me, let him, if you're going to come after me, if you're going to be my follower, if you're going to be a Christian, a Christ follower, a little Christ, let him or her deny himself. Mm. (laughs) There's great marriage advice in it. And take up his cross. How often? Daily. Daily. Every day. And follow me mm-hmm. for whoever would save his life or seek to 
in better their life for their own selfish gain will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will strengthen their marriage. <laughs> we'll save it. Yeah. There's so much packed in that Good verse. Night. That is that's some great marriage counsel right there. Absolutely. Okay, so let's just kind of unpack that for a minute because there's a lot in there. I mean, we're talking about keeping score in marriage and in and, and this verse is saying that we're supposed to deny ourselves. So you said it earlier, what is keeping score? It's it's saying I want what you have. Mhm. You have, I'm doing, you have more rest time than I have. Mm-hmm. I want that. You have this. I want that. Yeah. So that's the opposite of denying ourselves, yeah. isn't it? It's not dying to self. It's actually living for self. When I'm saying it's not fair, what I'm saying is my time, my pleasure, my gain is more valuable than yours. Mm-hmm. It's placing myself my wants my desires above yours and in a marriage relationship we're called to serve each other and to die to ourselves well in any relationship we're called to serve each other and i mean what you've got the disciples arguing over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom and jesus (laughs) says uh you want to be first yeah Uh, be last the last and the whoever is last here will be first in my kingdom if you've served well and you've lived your life to die to self and allow me to you know and you've you've followed me in the ways that that I'm leading you you'll be first mm-hmm. but that's not this earth's mentality mm-hmm. uh, it's also it's a form of manipulation mm. keeping score it's not fair yeah um, it's a tactic. To get my spouse to do what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people use that uh, keeping score uh, for sexual purposes, right? Yeah. Well, if you do this for me, you let me go out. I'll make it worth your while. I'll make it worth your while. If you do this, I'll, you know. And so mm-hmm. we're we're bargaining. Mm-hmm. We're using sex as a bargain chip. Yeah. And, uh, and, and listen... Sex, a lot of sex is in marriage is playful, and it sure. should be. It should be fun. It should be playful. So there are times when you're going to say, hey, I'm, I'll make it worth your while. And that's fun. Yeah. It's all a heart. It's all as a heart as thing. Right? It's not okay that, that I have to get you to do that in order for you to do something for me. Right. That's uh. And you know in your heart if you're right. using it as a, as a manipulation or tactic sure. to get what you want. That's right. But that's what keeping score is well and it it creates a really dangerous pattern Mm. um because when we're not quick to you know if we're keeping score then we're really not quick to forgive we're we're kind of hanging on to those things and putting them in our arsenal for when we need to pull those out those those trump cards of of well i did this for you so now i need you to do this for me or we're doing the opposite of forgiving we're hanging on to those things so that we can use them for an advantage later on and it's it's just keeping these weapons we're storing to bring out at the right time. Well, you did this, and I, mm-hmm. I did. You know, it's a, it's weapons we're storing to use against each other, which is dangerous because that la- the last point here is it puts us on opposite teams. Mm-hmm. It takes us off of being on the same side and being for each other, mm-hmm. and it makes us opponents. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's the, a great strategy the enemy has for our marriage. But that's not something that God has ever intended is for us to be enemies or opponents. In well, that's what you do in in sporting events, right? Sure. Competitions, you keep score to find mm-hmm. a winner who's better, mm-hmm. who's, you know. Yeah. That has no place in, in marriage Mm-mm. unless it's Friday night game night, right? So, sure. 
Um, and then really want to. You're pretty competitive there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does. It, it pits your spouse against you. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you, a lot of these things are kind of making sense to you, mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to see this pattern in you or some of this, then, um, the man, you know, truthfully, it's a heart issue. It totally is. It's a heart issue. And maybe there's been a lack of communication between you and there's not a, 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 a tender connection between you, which is why maybe you're wanting to, to make your spouse, your opponent. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be some heart to heart there and some, some reconnecting mm-hmm. because you're not able to see them as, man, I, and my heart's gotten hard towards them if I'm trying to keep score. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be an evaluation you do in your own heart. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to play devil's advocate for a second, though, here, Bond. So okay. what if what if a spouse isn't keeping score from in, or using it for manipulation purposes or covetous purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Not just being selfish. Right. What if they've developed this because there's a real reason what if their spouse is lazy Mm. and what if their spouse doesn't understand that their marriage or their relationship has a massive inequity issue um that's a hard one (laughs) it really is it's i mean because for a marriage relationship to be successful especially when you bring kids in on it i mean good night uh there's got to be a hundred percent from both yeah. The little husband and the wife. Now, there are seasons. Sure. Right? There are an imbalance can can incur, occur for a season. Mm-hmm. And those are where we help each other. Right. Right. And so um we you know, physical things. Seems or like what you have, have you. to be on that end a lot. I always have something going on. No, well you you are there's always an imbalance because you're the hardest worker no. in our family. Um, those are opportunities for us to serve each other though. Right. So but you know, it's kinda like but what if what if it's kind of like at, at work where uh, you've all seen this where one you know one person works their tail off mm-hmm. and then uh, and they get rewarded with more responsibility and more work and the person that's lazy that they might have gotten the work off of their plate they don't get reprimanded. Oh, that just and that happens in yeah most every organization. Your hard workers get rewarded with more work. While the lazy workers never get reprimanded. And it truly does not seem fair. No. And we've probably all been in it. And that hacks you off. Sure. And uh, and it doesn't it bode well un- for leadership. You know, you develop this resentful attitude. Yeah. And that can happen in your marriage. Not well, just, it feels unjust. You know. It's unjust. Yes, it is unjust. Mm-hmm. And I think there is that piece in your relationship, too, that that if your spouse takes advantage of you, Mm-hmm. that's unjust mm-hmm. it does feel unjust and there's a difference between we both just started keeping score versus one of you really is doing the majority of everything while the other has made you their slave yeah and that's not right you know um in in, in your marriage you can negotiate some things mm-hmm. there are certain i mean let's just take housework right there's some things around the farmer in the house that you like doing. Yeah. And okay, well then well, I'll let you do it. right. So with the kids, let's go back to that. So um Saturday, we've said on Saturdays the TV does not come on until we get 
um, some work out of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so that's going to be really interesting with college football Saturdays and Mm. and all. But but if they get up and get it done, then the rest of the day is theirs. And usually, you know, it's an hour or two worth of work. They're fine. Um, But this past Saturday, we needed the house clean. Mm -hmm. And then you needed some help outside in the garden. Well, Josie doesn't like outside in the garden she she'll put on her music and clean the house all day and she loves it she's fine with it um so she said to colby hey i'll do the whole house inside if you'll do the outside work yeah and he was like okay okay i'd rather do that so it was a great negotiation and that's not that's a great thing in marriage right that's just kind of figuring out your your uh your tasks and the and the responsibilities it's balancing responsibility yes but what if there is a big inequity and you've got one spouse that truly is pulling all the weight pulling all the weight and the other one is just they're lazy what do you do well i think the first thing you've got to do you've got to uh you've got to spend some time praying for your spouse and i know that sounds like a oh okay just pray about it Cliche. yeah but really when you're praying for somebody god truly changes your heart towards them and it moves them. I mean, God yes. God can move the heart of a person through your steadfast prayer. And sometimes like, well, all I can do is pray for them. No, the best thing you can do is pray for well, them. We saw in Scripture, God turned the hearts of kings. Absolutely. And there is it when you're praying for God to change someone else's heart, there's this amazing, miraculous thing that happens. If you're asking God to change their heart towards you because it's a relational thing, your heart also tends to soften towards them. Mm-hmm. You tend to have more empathy towards them. There are things that you begin to open your eyes and say, oh, maybe they're not doing this housework because, man, he has had a job where he has worked out in the sun all summer. He's come home. I mean, you just never know what God's going to show you. Um, so praying for your spouse. Or, or your spouse could be in a pit. They yeah. could be depressed. But it changes. It you can change know. their heart, and it can change yours as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think next is hopefully that praying for your spouse will soften your heart to the point to where you can have a proper conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And what do we mean by proper conversation? So improper communication can build a wall and shut down. But proper you don't j- do jack around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that, that's uh, that, those but words. a proper conversation <laughs> uh-huh. can can deepen and and be heard and deepen love and intimacy. Yeah, and you know the uh, emotional connection between two people. So don't have a harsh startup. Meaning, mm-hmm. don't do what you just said. You know, you don't. I wish you'd get your butt. Have a soft startup. Well, and a lot and of I think that's that's easier to do when you're not right in the middle, right in the of, middle it. of the thing. So find. Yep. Find a proper time, mm-hmm. a good time to have that conversation. Maybe even make an appointment. Say, hey, can we grab dinner tonight? Yep. You know. Um, and then say some, maybe something like this. Hey, I just want to mention when the house is a wreck, when it's a mess, mm-hmm. I feel like, I really feel like my life is out of order. Mm-hmm. Like there's very little I can control because the kids and all. Mm-hmm. But when it's out of when it's a mess, I feel like I don't have control of anything. Mm-hmm. And and I'm really struggling and fighting frustration at the amount of housework that needs to be done. So could you help me by vacuuming the house 
in in cleaning our bathroom this week that would that would be huge and what you did there you gave you gave me the specifics not just okay I'm feeling overwhelmed that there's a lot to do but you told me how you're feeling in that process and my heart goes out to you in that because Mm -hmm. it's like okay man well I can be the hero and help help take some of that off of you it it yeah let's kind of let's let's pull that apart what we just said so what was good about let's dive into what you're saying what was good about that conversation or that that little paragraph if we can have a soft startup Mm -hmm. and not a get your butt off the couch right if we can make an appointment and enter into it with an open heart Mm mm-hmm Right. Well, now the other person isn't building a wall mm-hmm. and trying to defend themselves. They don't feel like they need to be on the defense. Um, it's done in a tone that's not defensive. Um, but also the the other person owns their stuff. Yeah. Right. So we said, I'm struggling and I'm feeling frustrated. Mm-hmm. And when it's a mess, I feel like life is out of order. And never in that did I say, you you're this. being lazy. Right. And uh, it's owning my stuff. Sure. And then when you have that conversation, don't be vague in your request. Don't just kind of. I need more. I need more help around here. You're having the conversation. So be pointed and in a loving way, let them know what you need. Mm -hmm. And what you need is help vacuuming and cleaning the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Right. So yesterday, and you said something to me, this was a real life conversation about some boards you need to move in the arena. And you've mentioned it before, but uh, yesterday you said you were very specific. Can you help me move those boards? Mm -hmm. And that was great. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to get done today because I mentioned (laughs) it on a podcast. Um, Maybe tomorrow at the last. Or or sometime this week. But that's a constructive conversation that is not just, it's not a scorekeeping conversation. It's not a saying, oh, I've done all this work and you've done nothing. It's saying, I really genuinely need some help with something. And I I appreciate all the other things you do. Could you help me with this one thing? We're partners. Yes. This is marriage. This is, it's not good for man to be alone. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't do all this myself. That's right. You can't do all this yourself. That's right. And this is, this is marriage. And if, if you can have that type of conversation, Mm -hmm. then, and and if it doesn't get done, maybe the next conversation is similar, but yet you're, you're more poignant about how you've been hurt that I shared that and you never, you know. Yeah. You didn't respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and that's that's still an okay conversation to have in marriage. Yeah. So. Well, sometimes we keep score to selfishly get our own way, and sometimes we start keeping score because maybe we we feel like the other person's not all in and they're mm-hmm. not doing their share. Mm-hmm. But um, if if you find yourself keeping score in your marriage relationship and you're constantly in your mind feeling this overwhelming, gosh, I, it, this just doesn't feel fair. Then we pray that if you've listened to us today, that maybe you were able to discern why you're feeling those mm-hmm. things and and maybe how you can stop keeping score or how you can begin to approach that with your spouse in a way that's loving and kind and that um, maybe you can stop using that phrase. Yeah, that's good. Well, hey, listen, thanks for uh, listening today. 
And uh, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, please follow us. This is on YouTube as well, and you could subscribe uh, to that channel as well. And if this podcast means something to you, please pass it along. Please share it to all your married friends, and uh, we would be very thankful.